I've had a few hurdles. I've got a, a young son now and I've had a, a few hurdles with that, which, you know, touches close to your heart. You know, when you you split up with your uh, missus who you've got a child with and you, you're not spending every second of the day with him anymore. It's, you know, you're getting him once a week or whatever it is. So that was very hard. But then, you know, I had Scotty. We catch up every Monday, no matter what. We'd go out for dinner and just a, not even a chat about what I was going through. It was just a chat about each other. How you doing? Brilliant. What are you up to? You know, just a general chat. And then if I had something that was on my chest or something that I was dwelling about in my head, we just talk about it and get it out in the open and instantly it's like a relief. So you gotta know that at the end, there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. This is Legends with Bevo. Thanks to Bet Odyssey, Renelec Electrical Services, and Anytime Fitness Glenelg. And now, here's your host, Bevo. Two of my former teammates are from the good old Parry Hills Footy Club, Scotty Charlton and Ryan Rabbit. Great to have you both on Legends with Bevo. Thanks for having us, mate. Great to be here. Now, recently you've done a big trek. It was a six-day trek over there at Lara Pinta in Alice Springs, uh, all about raising awareness for mental health. We'll speak about Breakthrough Mental Health, where you guys are doing great things a bit later on. But, uh, Charles, we'll get to you first. Mate, how was it over there in Alice Springs? It must have been pretty damn hot. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, hot. It got hotter, hotter as the week went on. I guess the rewards that we got out of it far outweighed the, the toughness of it. Certainly, um, day one, I remember, which was far from the longest hike or the toughest hike that we had over the six days but um i thought halfway through this is going to be a bloody tough week but no i think yeah you obviously get fitter for it and um yeah the the surroundings that you're in and the, and the people that you're with uh, make it a breeze to get through really um when you look back at it you don't think about the hard things you think about the, the good things we were so very fortunate to experience and would have been times where you sort of thought gee this is really tough how did you sort of push through those when you got to that sort of situation? Because I've seen on SAS Australia, that TV show that's going yeah. gangbusters, how tough you know that is for those sort of guys. And you guys would have experienced it yourself, Charles. 100%. It would probably point to one example straight off the bat. I think it was day one, late in the day, uh, one of the director of Breakthrough, his wife fell down and broke her wrist in two places, I believe, both bones in the end. We were probably 2Ks from the end of that particular, yeah. 2 to 3Ks from the end of that particular hike. And we are literally in the middle of nowhere. We have to get to the end. She had to get to the end of the hike just to get through it. Yeah, I was going to get goosebumps thinking about it. We were, we were, we'd pushed a little bit ahead. And yeah, and so she had to follow holding her arm the whole time in, in all sorts of pain. Um, very little pain relief above Panadol, <laughs> you know. And not only did she have to hike end of that particular day, which was like I said, three Ks, but she also had to go in the back of a four-wheel drive bus, which was about a, a, as uncomfortable as you can get, <sighs> all the way back to Alice Springs, which yeah. I think from that location was 100-odd Ks. Yeah. On bumpy roads, like, talk about as tough as it gets, mate. Yeah, 100%. Um, mm. You know, and she was particularly, oh, not just with us, but with everyone, she was a bit of a mother figure out there, and we were looking forward to getting to know her, obviously, and hearing her story, and we'd only met her once or twice beforehand, and, and she was taken from us, you know, from a selfish point of view, uh, taken from us for the rest of that week and, and from the group. And yeah, that was it for her, her part of the trek. And then it came a big commute of, you know, her husband going back and her best friend was also on the trek. And yeah, fortunately I had my ute up there because I drove up to um, Alice Springs. So I gave them the keys and they took it at turns and coming back to the trek and heading back to the hospital, looking after her and helping her out and staying with her. And, yeah. Um, but to the second part of your question, how did we get through it? I remember um, 
his wife came up to me and said, you know, there was one other lady there that worked for Breakthrough on the trek and he said, you know, can you just give Nadine a bit of a hand because, you know, she's going to be on her own now with you guys. And to be honest, and it sounds horrible, but I reckon that first night around the campfire, we had, we had one of the best nights because we just, everyone was down, everyone was flat and the only way we were going to get through it was a couple of beers and that was all it was, a couple of beers yeah. and what, there was 12 of us in total, so two down on that night, 10 of us, so nine new friends. Well, eight new friends, because I'm a here, but um, eight new friends. And I remember sitting around the campfire about half an hour in, you know, as the sun was going down and the dark was starting to take over, thinking this is going to work. Mm. Um, yeah, and we all bonded as a group. and Wonderful. We will forever be thankful of the group that we went away yeah. with. Yeah, it's good. A bit of an open platform for everyone to tell their own little story too. So. And your own experience, Rebs, how did you find it? Mate, I absolutely loved it. You know, everyday life, your phone goes off <laughs> all day. And we're out in the middle of nowhere in Alice Springs on this Larapinta Trail. Beautiful views, you know, people who we've met once, twice, some of them never before. Never. Just to not have my phone ring <laughs> was unbelievable. But, you know, like Scotty says, we're in the middle of nowhere with people we don't know and that you get to the end of the trek and you're sitting around the campfire that was definitely a highlight for me, sitting around talking about absolutely nothing and then someone will share something so small and then the stories that formed and the bonds we made in that short period of time was great. I loved it. That's wonderful. We've spoken about this before off air and, and you've had your own challenges when it comes to mental health. Tell us about it, mate, what you've sort of been through and, and sort of how you come over or come through it over the other side, so to speak. Yeah, mate. So going back, prob uh, you know, 10 plus years now I um, sort of started a little downhill climb I'm that happy guy happy go lucky and um, I thought everything was going right and I bought my first house back in the day and um, I probably lived in there for about two weeks and we had this huge downpour of rain and I come home from work and everything's going well and my whole house is completely flooded and I had one PowerPoint in the whole house that worked and basically I bought a lemon um, and you know, I was, I was leaving for work in the dark, getting home in the dark and I was sort of running myself ragged. The footy club was sort of, we were struggling a little bit and I sort of took it all on board and I, I blamed myself for everything. So that downhill climb got steeper and steeper, split up with the missus at the time. Yeah. And I just ended up, what I did was I sheltered myself from my mates and hid from my mates and spent a lot of time in my room in the dark and just sort of avoided the topic because I'm not that kind of guy I, like I look back and think I'm not the guy I don't have depression I'm I'm too strong I'm too manly I'm I'm a boy's boy you know we don't get depressed and it took I was sort of hiding away and it mum come over one night and just said you're not yourself you know like you're not going out you're not doing what you're doing and she just sat down and we had a chat and she said maybe we should go see a doctor and just go have a chat and that was sort of something I'd you know, I never even thought about it. So I went and had a chat and yeah, turns out I had depression and just from talking with a doctor, it was a, a massive step for me. And then I just sort of built on it and built on it. Like I had mates, close mates get around me and you know, instead of just ringing me and say, let's go to the pub and I'll say, nah, I'm all good. They were like, all right, well, we'll come to you. So they bring a six pack of beers and they'd come over to me. And then, I, you know, over the years I took medication and I just got better and better and learned more about what depression was. and. 
you know, then I think everything's going all good. I'm back to my normal self and all this. And then I had another hiccup, you know, like I've had a few hurdles. I've got a, a young son now and I've had a, a few hurdles with that, which, you know, touches close to your heart. You know, when you you split up with your uh, missus who you've got a child with and you, you're you not spending every second of the day with him anymore. It's, you know, you're getting him once a week or whatever it is. So that was very hard. But then, you know, I had Scotty. We catch up every Monday, no matter what. We'd go out for dinner and just a, not even a chat about what I was going through. It was just a chat about each other. How you doing? Brilliant. What are you up to? You know, just a general chat. And then if I had something that was on my chest or something that I was dwelling about in my head, we just talk about it and get it out in the open and instantly it's like a relief. So yeah, it's, it's not a nice thing to um, go through at all, but you gotta know that at the end, there's always that light at the end of the tunnel and there's always people there. So you don't be shy. Don't be scared to talk about it. Just talk about it. Get out in the open. And that is a huge step of becoming great. Well, well done. Yeah, and, and obviously I used to play footy with you. I know well, Rebs, and, and you are such a happy-go-lucky sort of guy. So when you when you hear your story, it just makes you realise that anyone can get depression. Yeah. And, and what you see on the outside is not necessarily what it's like on the inside. So, so it's great that you've... You Absolutely. Know, we, yeah. You know, we you've mentioned we play, well, we all play footy and... All that, and we've got guys at the footy club who we've done a fair bit of work with through Breakthrough Foundation, and they've put four of us through the mental health first aid course. And since doing that, we've had probably four or five people who you don't know are struggling at all sort of step forward and you know pull one of us aside and just say, "Hey, can I have a chat?" And it's just it's just people you have no idea about. Like we could be sitting here right now and Scotty could be down at the dumps and you would never even know until someone really says something or you take that step to ask, ask the question. It could be anyone. So no, encourage as many people as possible to talk. Yeah, absolutely. And Charles, your own experience, mate? Yeah, well, I mean, personally, I haven't had too much to deal with other than, a, you know, a bit of burnout at times and, and things like that. But I mean, there's been times and I've rang up Ryan as well and said, I don't know, you up for dinner tonight or on Thursday night because I need to have a man chat with you, yeah. um, which is something I never would have done back in the past. And exactly like Ryan said, it's over that moment that we leave because you either vented your issues or whatever. But my experience has been more around connecting with Breakthrough Foundation and trying to, as a football club, which I'm president of now, as you know, you know, reach out to our greater community and serve a purpose for our greater community that hopefully can have a positive influence because we, you know, there's 100 plus senior players and members and 250 plus junior players and members. That's a pretty big reach we have mm. into our own little community. And from the moment I sort of took over, I wanted to do something. I didn't know at the time what, and that's when I guess mental health read its head to me to say, you know, this is probably of all the issues going around this is what you've probably got to deal with in your club number one and just happened at that time of life that breakthrough sort of came along in our lives and you're doing wonderful things so keep up the great work um do you remember going back charles in terms of the first real big failure that you had whether i guess with your business or whether it was personal or, yep. or what it might have been and and how you felt and sort of how you overcame that yeah that challenge i mean i have a big one, which was work involved um, back around 2006, seven, which coincidentally happened to be a pretty high time of our sporting life, mm. um, which was a big part of my life back then. It still is, I guess, in a different way. But um, 
Yeah, I had a, had a, a my particular project that I was on was all sorts of um, deadline pressures that you get in the construction industry and a national client. And I actually remember I was um, with a girl at the time who also worked at the um, at, um, the same company. And I look back on that now and I think the reason she came into my life was to get me through that moment because I, I've never had any issues in the past. I've always been the same way I am today for the last 20 years. I lost five kilos through stress. I'd, I'd cry in my girlfriend's arms. I'd um, think about work 24-7 for about a period of three months. And that was, yeah, probably wouldn't say it's the lowest time of my life because I've had bigger issues than that in life in regards to losing people and so forth and things like that. But as far as the world being on top of you and you know when you're at your hardest point, that's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to live through and get through. And you know I had thoughts of you know no one will ever hire me again and uh, just a total failure of a job, which ended up being a uh, interesting point because the superintendent of that project actually ended up recommending me for a job down the track and I think it was because I cared so much um, which was a, a good thing but also probably why I was not eating and and living through the living the stress of a job yeah. so you yeah, know well, it's well, funny no. how work can get you there you know you know my old man was going into a nursing home at the time as well yeah. and I stressed more about the work because it was all-encompassing and emails don't stop and you've got to go the next day and got to put food on the table don't you mate that's, that's right you've got to keep yeah. going and you yeah. just i guess in your head because it's so all-encompassing you just make it bigger than it is it's the rest of your career it's the rest you know yeah you know, i look back and almost laugh now but when it's on top here and um, that stress that you know probably not much more than your work or your family can deliver you know that can be hardcore stress and yeah it's uh thankfully for me it was very temporary, but it was a very tough, probably the toughest period I've ever lived through, two or three months. Oh, thanks for sharing, mate, and, and Rev's all about itself. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't think I've had many failures. Like, I look back at a few times when I was a bit younger, I never really had a, a goal of what I wanted to do or anything like that. So I sort of think, you know, when I was 21, I was just coasting through life, just doing whatever. I didn't really... I didn't really care and have a purpose. You know, I was pretty fortunate to get on house rules. And then that sort of led me in the direction to go on out on my own. And now I've, I've, you know, I've had my own business for seven, eight years now. So when I say failure, maybe I, I let myself down a little bit with where I was, but you know, I'm on a high with that. And the only other thing I can think of really is no one really wants to have a child and separate, you know, have a split family. But again, I look at it, you know, it's not a failure. It's just a stepping stone in life. And, you know, I'm pretty happy where I am at the moment and everything. You know, I still, I love seeing my son and spending time with him. So as long as that continues to happen, it's not a failure at all. So yeah. I don't really have anything for you there, Bevo. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's perfectly fine. And, and yeah, obviously uh, we know about this uh, personally and, and also off air we we're speaking about it the, the challenges that you've had with with your son Hawker so it's so great that you're able to see him now and you yeah. see the smile on your face oh man he's, yeah. he's the best I dropped him off less than an hour ago and you know <laughs> when he says you say your goodbyes and he looks at you in the eyes and he says I love you daddy <laughs> I love you too mate you know you just oh. give him a kiss and he runs off and just 
wait for that next moment where you see him again and he gives you that big hug and kiss, it's the best. It's so good. It's so <laughs> you, good. You forget about all the lack of sleep yeah, and the nappies do, and everything you else. You do. Yeah. You do. You forget about all your stresses when you got him. It's great. Actually, to be honest, his big failure is probably going to come up in the next hour when I flog him on the tennis court. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we actually, uh, that's probably, I'm, I'm pretty competitive and, yep. um, you know, we, we play a lot of footy together and we also don't mind a hit at the table tennis here and there and I whoop him every time <laughs> and uh last year we sort of started getting into a bit of the proper tennis on court good work and we've probably played 100 games and i reckon i've beaten him twice <laughs> so there you go i'm letting myself down. He's, that, he's not bad yeah uh, that's, that would hurt you right yeah it does it hurts my soul <laughs> uh, with this foundation when do you sort of feel as though i mean we, we spoke about 2019 with the success that you guys had with the footy club there do you remember something with with breakthrough mental health where you thought yeah, we're actually really winning here. This is that sort of uh, that moment where you thought, yeah, we're, we're doing really good things. And, and was that sort of 2019 or has there been other situations? Oh, well, or? it's almost, I mean, we're very fortunate. I mean, it, you know, we didn't go into it to get anything out of it. As a footy club has been, you know, it just constantly gives back, I guess. Mm. It's hard to p pick a particular, you know, I've had uh, the president of Goody Saints ring me and say how well we're doing as a footy club and how they look up to us. And I'm like, it's good he saints. My God. Was that Norts? We look Down up to Norton? you. Um, no, 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 it wasn't. I know we've spoken about that. Yeah. That was Craig. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, but probably initially first on, we had a bit of trouble early because we'd already, start, we'd already chosen a mental health path and we were probably, we'd already set a date for our first um, day, round three of, the first mm. year and we were well along the way to doing it but we were doing it with beyond blue was it beyond blue yeah, yep. beyond blue, yeah. and because they were a bit more satellite it was it was logistically logistically a bit yeah hard difficult it wasn't wasn't straightforward as we hoped it would be like we're doing a good thing this should be easy probably about not even less than two months out from that round three mental health day that we were going to have at the footy club john spoke in front from breakthrough spoke in front of uh, an sanfl forum that i was at and i swear before he was off stage i was in front of him <laughs> and i said we need to do something here because this is what we've been trying to do and this is where we want to go and i think you're the organization we need to do it with and um, so we exchanged numbers i rang ryan as soon as i got in the car when i left and said this is this is the path we're going to go down and I remember probably the, the Sunday after that uh, round three day, we were counting out the money and mm. we got up to $15,007. And um, blown away. Yeah, that was the moment. That was the moment when you're like, wow, we're, we're, we've done some good here. We've started a new conversation at our footy club and, and it's clear that uh, the people of our community are on board too because what we've done in such a short yeah. time just blew us away. How about yourself, Rebs, from your point of view? Yeah, mine, mine's probably the same as Scotty's. You know, we, we sat down sort of with a, a, I think there was maybe four or five of us in a group. We just sat at the pub and just had a discussion about a mental health thing. Let's let's do something round three and just started off as a chat. And then the more we got into it, as the weeks went by, the people sort of dropped off and it was just really us two left. And then um, we were doing the things through Beyond Blue and it just, it was it, like... Chalt says it was a bit difficult you know just we had to match the right colors and all that stuff it was a bit hard 
and you know we both work and play footy and all that and then Charles met John from Breakthrough and then we just sort of basically went with the punches we just were just going with the flow didn't have much time left and on the Sunday the day the day actually on the Saturday the day went great we had Guernseys made and it was just it was an unreal day and we didn't really know what we we're going to expect and then on Sunday when we counted the money that we raised and it was over 15 grand that was pretty surreal and we even said to ourselves and we still haven't really done it yet um, I suppose Alice Springs was a little bit of it mm. but you know we need to sit down and soak up you know what we're doing and what we've done because what we're doing is great the money we're raising is unbelievable for Breakthrough Foundation but just the awareness that we've made through the footy club through the um, community club and just through the, our little community is unreal so round three Mm. 2019 I think it was that was that was massive for us that was a, the Sunday was a great turning point we're yeah. also able to fund a mental health research line um, uh, which is around you know it takes a village to raise a child and that's through sport so to have Paranil's name on a, uh, a little um, funding package for mental health research was a, another nice moment but what probably more so now for me is to see what other clubs are doing around the mm. league. You know, shout out to Goody Saints. Paraka had a massive year in the support of Breakthrough Foundation. And, you know, just the footy clubs in general getting around Breakthrough now is just wonderful to see and the support they get from the uh, Adelaide Footy League community. And um, the Sandful as well now. And the oh, Sandful, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And the AFL's, you know, next as well. And they already do great things with the Crows and Port. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I have yeah. watched them grow. Was it with your own battles, Rebs, that you decided to get involved and how did it all begin? Yeah, so where it all began really was we needed to do a big day at the footy club. We needed to do a big day and sort of bring everyone close together. So it wasn't even about mental health then. It was just about we needed to do something. And then it was actually Scott's idea, let's do it on mental health. And when, you know, my ears pricked up because, you know, the troubles I've had and, you know, he obviously knew that. So he got me involved heavily. Yeah, that's pretty much how it just it just started and when it, it just kept the ball just kept rolling and we had our ups and downs but once we were on we were on and then you know to win that we well we didn't win an award we got nominated mm. for a um community award or whatever and that was a privilege in itself but yeah with the breakthrough foundation it just happened it just began <laughs> it just did it. it did it on it did it all by itself and then Luckily enough, like the players we've got, they donated their match payments for the day and we had a lot of stuff, to um, a lot of prizes and raffles and stuff, which people really got behind. But when John come and spoke at our footy club on the same day at presentation night, you look around at the club and you got those rowdy people who were normally rowdy. You could see them, they were staring at John and they were involved in his conversation. Oh, good. And is, that's, that was goosebump, you know, goosebump stuff. That was people were in, interested and people wanted to know what he was saying and... Yeah. Struck a chord. It, yeah, it definitely definitely was good. You're right about the round and this at footy club. You yeah. definitely get loud this yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we did. You're one of the main the main conferences. <laughs> yeah. I put my hand up, that's my bad. <laughs> and Charles, your own experience? Yeah, well, like I said before, I was trying to get something to hopefully do a bit of good around our community and you know, we've had our issues around the club. We have a Cooper Cutting Award which is unfortunately around suicide and we knew of 
at the time when we were starting to think about it, what to do, a few people with a few different issues and yeah, it just became a, a, a no-brainer and, and Ryan touched on it. As soon as John and I made that contact, um, there's a marriage made in heaven and it is. Um, they say we're part of the Breakthrough family, but yeah. they're part of the Power Hills footy club family as well. And, you know, it, it, it truly is. It, it, it's like catching up with friends when we see each other. I mean, Lara Pinter's obviously galvanised that a little bit as well, but it's not just the people there. It's everyone from, you know, Breakthrough have been so accommodating to us and so helpful with anything we've um, needed to do, or if, whether it be getting wine for a, a, a wine wool. you know wine wool money raiser or whatever it might be, nothing nothing's too hard from them. And yeah, it, it's beyond the work and relationship now. It is a true friendship. And but you know, it's never it's never over. Um, the battle's never won. Just at the end of this footy season, I found out about an issue with a, one of our junior lads that um, never sort of. Um, made it to where it needed to um, and you know just shows that no matter what you're doing you can never be doing enough to get the word out there and help everyone and through that you know we'll look at different ways to make sure we're you know we probably were senior centric with our messages you know it's become pretty abundant and we need to get that across you know um, the junior side of the club as well because there is school bullying you know that's horrible and online bullying and all of those things so you know just just means we haven't we haven't won mate yeah, yeah. no absolutely and um going forward uh, what's the plans next couple of years boys have you got some more fundraisers happening or well actually so i think it was last year the year before last we did a little mini golf day and it was just something small at morton lakes golf club you know we just did the nine holes and i think we maybe had 30 people rock up we ended up on that day it was a great day heaps of fun mm. You know, mm -hmm. everyone had a good time and we still managed to raise, I think it was just over five grand Brilliant. for something that we didn't really plan too much. We sort of thought it would... Just a pre-season get together yeah. and hopefully raise a bit of coin. So we've actually got some mates who we made on the Larapinta Trail who have just done a golf day <laughs> and they happened to raise 70 grand. Oh. So yeah. kudos to Tom and Mitch. Tom and Mitch, if you're listening, this. mate, well done, guys. It's an amazing effort. Yeah, so yeah. look, we're not looking to do that. That's these guys know some pretty good people and stuff. But we are looking at um, upping our golf day this year. So maybe every second year. So this is we're coming into it. So this is our next challenge and you can come on board and help us out a little bit better absolutely you might bring some celebrities with me yeah so. have, a, have a swing <laughs> you won't beat us though we're pretty good you know? no, bet, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah like we'll just keep plodding along keep doing what we're doing hopefully we get a few more radio gigs and a few more chats on legends with bevo mate mm -hmm. always always welcome boys no i love it we're so. also looking to do our round this year um combine yep. it with an indigenous round and design an indigenous guernsey i haven't been on the larapinta track again you know um certainly made me appreciate the connection with land and and the culture that you know unfortunately has probably been taken away from our first people so we think it's important to combine the two and it's something we've spoken mm. about for a little while anyway we have um indigenous lads around the club well and obviously plenty around the league so we just think it's a good way to combine the two messages and um, so that'll be probably be our our big um 
part of our breakthrough round this year, yeah. our annual breakthrough. Big fundraising day. We'll have to get you boys on again when, when that gets closer mm, to promote absolutely. it. Absolutely. We'll bring yeah. you a Guernsey. Oh, yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Scotty Charles and Ryan Rebs, thanks so much for joining us on Legends with Bevo. Um, love what you're doing. Keep up the great work and look forward to speaking to you both again soon, as I said. Thank you very much for having us, mate. Absolutely. Great to catch up with you, mate. Always a pleasure. Thanks, boys. <laughs>